It's episode 110 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Before we move on, let me take just a moment to shine the spotlight on another brand I adore that has partnered with the Keto for Women show. Four Sigmatic is the go-to authority in all things magic mushrooms. They believe in the real power of using functional mushrooms, such as lion's mane, chaga, and cordyceps, to enhance people's lives and health, and they've done so through products we're consuming every day, like coffee, tea, elixirs, cocoa, all the good stuff. I have to admit, I was skeptical when I first heard of Four Sigmatic and the mushroom coffees, but I tried out their products anyway because I was also very curious, as I'm sure most of you are, as to the power of these little mushrooms. After just one packet of the mushroom coffee with lion's mane, I immediately understood the power of these mushrooms. I had a different kind of energy, focus, and clarity that I had ever had before with traditional coffees. It wasn't from the caffeine either. It wasn't jittery. I wasn't lightheaded or anxious like I usually get with caffeine. It was a sustained, gentle energy that lasted most of the day. Since that time and me finding that source of energy that I've always wanted but could never get with traditional caffeine, it is now the only caffeinated beverage I will drink. You may already know this about me, but I do not tolerate caffeine at all and I stay away from it as much as possible because it does give me that anxious, jittery feeling that I don't do well with. But there are times when I just need a little bit of a boost. Either I didn't sleep well the night before, I have something important coming up that day that I need to be really focused on, and this is when I have my Four Sigmatic. Not to mention, it's also super convenient, coming in a tiny little pouch that you just add hot water to and stir. I add coconut cream to mine too and blend it up, and it is an amazing hot beverage that you can take pretty much anywhere with you. Four Sigmatic has also recently come out with a brand new product that I cannot wait to tell you guys about. I've been trying to keep it under wraps for as long as I could because I wanted to make sure it had all the power that I was hoping it would. And now I can talk about it because it's true. They are taking on the beauty and skincare market with their new superfood serum and face mask. That's right. You're now going to put these healing mushrooms on your face. And I have to say they work so well. You all probably also know that I take my natural skincare very seriously, and it does not get more natural than actually being able to eat your skincare, which is exactly what they're doing with this new product line. They recommend ingesting this serum and these masks along with putting them on your skin as the protocol for maximum effect. How cool is that? And I have to say, I've been using these products for a few months now, and my skin has never looked better. It's clearer, it's firmer, there's less fine lines. I don't know how these mushrooms do it, but they really, truly are magical. It also smells really good, it feels really good on, and it absorbs well and quickly. It is awesome under makeup too. It is definitely my new go-to daytime moisturizer, 
And that says a lot coming from someone like me who really, really cares about what they're putting on their skin. And I also live in a really, really dry climate, which it's hard to find things that actually work here in Colorado. And this stuff is it. Whether you're into coffee, tea, elixirs, or beauty products now, Four Sigmatic has you covered. As a Keto for Women listener, you can stock up on all of these healing magic mushroom products for 15% off. Head to foursigmatic.com slash Sean and use coupon code Sean to get this deal. That's 15% off using code Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at foursigmatic.com slash Sean, you guys are going to love this stuff. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back. Thanks as always for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Happy to have you here. Today, we are talking about that one thing you are not doing to get healthy, truly 100% high level healthy. That one thing you're still not doing, you're resisting doing it. I'm going to clue you in as to what that is in just a minute. But first, I have some announcements. As I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, if you've listened to that, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go back and listen when you're done with this episode. It's a really important one. And as I mentioned at the end of the episode, I wanted to do a blog post to kind of put everything that we had talked about when it comes to toxin-free living, good beauty products, good skincare products, good cleaning products. I wanted to put that all into one place on my website. And I worked really hard over the week and the weekend even and was able to get that blog post up. So it's at least part of it. I still want to do a home cleaning products type post, a very similar one, but I at least got the skincare beauty stuff up. So like shampoos, conditioners, soaps, lotions, deodorants, face wash, all that kind of stuff, even sunscreen. I got a list of all of the ones that I have used over the years. So tried and true, tested, they work, they feel good, they smell good, they look good, all that stuff. The ones that I've used. And even more importantly, I tacked on affordable because as I think some of you may have noticed, there are a lot of expensive products out there on the market right now for like the face and skincare of the face, that kind of stuff. And it's difficult. It can be difficult for some people who don't have that type of income to afford that. And it doesn't mean that those people shouldn't be living a non-toxic life. The cool thing is that there are plenty of brands, as we talked about in that episode, of brands out there that are doing the same work, if not better work, to make their products non-toxic, but they're also super affordable. And you can find them now at places like Walmart and Target and Whole Foods and natural grocers, places that you're going probably pretty regularly. It's really great to see. It was not this way when I first started trying out non-toxic products. So we've come a long way. Things are really great, really affordable, work well, and you don't have to worry about all this toxic crap and these chemicals getting into your bloodstream through your skin. So I have that on my blog right now. If you haven't seen that already, head over to seanminer.com, my website. You can go to the blog and that will be right there at the top, the first one, because I just wrote it all for you. That's the first thing I wanted to mention. Head over there. 
Secondly, I just recently changed my email providers, how I send out my email newsletters to you all. If you have been on that list and you have not gotten my emails ever or have gotten them and then all of a sudden stopped getting them, I send them about once a week to once every two weeks. If you haven't seen an email from me in a while, go to your junk or spam folders or trash or whatever they are called in your inbox, find those ones that you're not getting that maybe your your email service provider has decided it's not for you. This isn't something you want. This is spam. It's just me. It's just me coming into your inbox so I can give you more information, more free information, I should say, than I do here, than I do on my Instagram and my other social media channels, that I do on my blog and my website. You can get even more. You can learn more from me, hear more from me, find out about better deals, all that stuff that I can only do through email because really that's my favorite channel to talk to you all. If I'm being honest, I love just writing up a little email to all my friends. You can do that. Just make sure you're getting those emails. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can also do that on my website at seanminer.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom and it'll say, join my newsletter. And I mean, I don't really consider it a newsletter. I more so feel like we're just pen pals. Like it's just another way for me to chat with you all and, you know, kind of dive into what you're dealing with and how I can better help. So, you know, I think last week I talked about the five books I've read that really helped me with my mindset and feeling more positive and all that stuff. What I've read over the years so that you guys could maybe potentially read that. One of them I just read not too long ago, and it was an excellent book. And now I want you guys to read it too. So I put that in the newsletter. But unfortunately, not a lot of people got it because I changed email service providers. So it's coming from a different address. And so now your inbox thinks it's junk. Just make sure to put that out there and make sure to whitelist me and you'll start getting my emails I don't ever share your email with anybody else. It's just for me so that I can connect with you a little better and we don't have to worry about Instagram algorithms or all that weird stuff that's going on these days trying to make it impossible for people to communicate with each other. We don't have to worry about that with our email. All right, moving on. I've been getting lots of questions from women who missed the sign up for the July class of the Fat Burning Female Project. I think it was a weird time. It was around the 4th of July. So a lot of people were on vacation, didn't check their emails or their email was in the trash, junk, spam, whatever folder, and they didn't see it. So they didn't know that it was going on, that enrollment was open for the project and they missed out. Now, the good news is that we're having another one in October. So not too far away, especially with how fast the summer has been going lately. It's going to be October before we know it. That's the good thing, first of all. The second thing that I think a lot of women haven't yet realized is you can get started on the self-study. That is one that you are do-it-yourself, pacing yourself, just kind of getting all the information. You have less information as far as education through the self-study, but you're still getting the basic course of the Fat Burning Female Project. So you can get started on that now and then upgrade to the project level in October when the enrollment opens for the next group. And you get a coupon code that basically gives you the money back that you paid for the self-study to get started early. It gives you that money back and just puts you into the project. So you're still only paying the project fee. So 
that is kind of something I think a lot of women have taken me up on just so they can, I mean, it seems like most people right now, they're like, I cannot go one more day feeling like this. Like I need to get started right now. And you can. That's one of the reasons why I have the self-study because people want to get started and I totally understand. And then you can jump in on the project as soon as you see that enrollment has opened for that, which will be at the end of September for the October class. All right, let's get into this one thing. What could it possibly be? Now, before I even tell you this one word I don't want any eye rolls. I don't want anyone to stop listening. I don't want anyone to go, oh, geez, of course she's going to say this. Everybody says this. Please just give me a chance. Just give me a chance with this. The one thing that you are not doing to get healthy is meditating. I know, right? Everybody says that. It's like this huge thing. Everybody's doing it. Everyone's talking about it. I mean, even people that we've had on here as guests at the Keto for Women show over the years, everyone pretty much brings up meditation. I've brought up meditation a number of times, but yet I still don't see anybody doing it or at least not making it the priority that it needs to be for the level of health they're currently at and where they want to get. It's like we're still not quite understanding the link, like the very direct, strong link this meditation has to us as women and our health. We're still not getting it. And we're still not making time for it. We're still thinking of it as kind of this frou-frou, woo-woo, not really something we need. I don't have time for it. I can't take 10 minutes to go sit by myself and be quiet. No way. I have kids to feed and to take to practice. I have a husband who expects dinner every night. You know, I hear it all. These are all like legit things that I hear. I'm not just making these things up. So we're just going to talk about it a little bit today because it is that important to me that you start meditating. So I'm taking an entire episode just on telling you about the benefits of meditation, how you should start thinking about it, how to even get started, and my story around meditation and all that stuff. So again, please don't stop listening. Please just give me a chance before you think I'm just another person telling you to sit on a pillow and say om for 10 minutes because that's not it at all. All right, let me first start with my story about how I began a meditation practice. For me, as I think happens to a lot of people, women especially, busy women even more so, I kind of was forced into meditation about probably four or five years ago now, I'd say, because I had no other choice. I was so sick. This was at the kind of the start of when things started crashing for me. I had just gone to my first naturopath and saw that I had massive adrenal burnout, like absolutely no cortisol. If there was beyond a stage three adrenal dysfunction, it would have been that just complete adrenal burnout. I had also just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, my second autoimmune disease, and I was having some gut issues. I had some overgrowth pathogenic bacteria, all this stuff. So really just kind of bottom basement as far as feeling like crap, not knowing what was going on. Of course, it'll be probably 
almost a year later, I would say maybe a little less, where I would find out that really the crux of all this was at that time I was living in a basement that had been flooded about a year and a half before that. And I was living in it, they kind of quote unquote, redid it and had then started growing mold. So I was living in a moldy environment at the time, but it was causing obviously some major stress on my body. I was also fresh out of doing a bodybuilding competition and then going straight into doing a powerlifting meet and then doing a Tough mutter. I was a personal trainer. I was totally overdoing my body. I was paleo at the time, probably not eating nearly enough because I was still in that diet mentality. Just couldn't quite break that. I think I may have even been AIP, autoimmune protocol at the time. Anyway, bottom basement, had to do something. So pretty sure I just found out through Google and all of these things I should be doing to heal my adrenals that I should be meditating. So I started meditating. Oh, and I'm sure my naturopath probably also recommended it. It It's kind of part of my protocol. So I started meditating. And for me, I really, and this is kind of what I recommend for most of you, is I found an app. I found somebody to guide me, to help me into this new thing that I was doing. And I used the Headspace app. That was the first one that I went to. And I'm going to go over more apps in a little while. But that's what I first started with. And I laid in bed. I did it before bed every night. I would shut off my light a little bit early, turn on this meditation app, put on my headphones. So it was right, you know, really nice sound could be right next to my eardrum and just really be effective in that way and meditated for 10 minutes every night. And, you know, I'm one of those people, I think most of you probably can tell this by now that when I decide to do something, I'm going to do it. So it wasn't an option. Every night, single night, I meditated. And that's how I got into it. And I noticed for me, then and there, within the first week, even, I was calmer, I was happier, my sleep was way better. I was just in a better mood overall. I had more focus and more just kind of ability to think and process quicker. I felt really good pretty much immediately. And that was within a week. And I really can attribute it to that meditation practice that that's how I was experiencing these changes. And at that time, feeling as bad as I did, that was kind of a big deal to feel even a little bit more positive, more optimistic, calmer, like I knew what was going to happen, everything was going to be okay. I started feeling this just from doing a little meditation, 10 minutes every night. And then over time, of course, you all, I think most of you now know my story and it took a long time to get well, but I did experience healing my adrenals and getting my cortisol back to normal on a day-to-day basis. I balanced out my hormones. I guess I should have mentioned also at the time when I first started, I wasn't having a period, no period whatsoever. I was in my early 30s, should be very fertile and not having a period whatsoever. So I was able to do this. And of course, a lot went into that healing process. But the entire time, I also made my meditation practice one of my main goals, one of my main focuses, something that was a non-negotiable. Yes, I took the supplements. Yes, I got a lot of sleep. Yes, I started going into a sauna most days of the week too and actually did some meditation in my sauna as well. I did a lot to get well. And I think you all have seen that and know that and have heard that from me. 
But meditation was one of those things I did not waver on. And I firmly believe that is why I got well. And the time that I did, which where I was and what I was going through with the toxic mold exposure, it takes a lot of people years, years and years to get better. And for me, it didn't. It took just over one year for me to start feeling those changes and get better and and live my life again. So I really believe that that practice played a huge role and it definitely made me more optimistic and more hopeful. And I just, I knew I was going to get better. I knew it was going to take some time. Got a little frustrated at times, not going to lie. I think I've been honest with that. But I knew also that I was going to get better. I was very calm the entire time, optimistic, positive, all that stuff. So I think that meditation played a huge role in that. And then after that, so within the past few years, I now use it as a way. So I still meditate very regularly and I use it now as a way to, this is where I think people are probably going to start rolling their eyes, think I'm a little woo-woo and crazy. I don't care. It's okay. I now use it to connect with my intuition. So we have a tendency in this world and in our day-to-day lives to let our ego take over. And our ego is kind of that voice that like nonstop chatter, like incessant voice in our head telling us what to do, what to eat, where to go, what to wear, how we look bad or how we feel bad or how we're bad people because we ate that. All that, that's all your ego, which I haven't talked about a lot on this show, but something that will be coming up in the future, just a little hint there. But intuition is like that calm, serene voice in the back of your head that is going to lead you in the right direction if you can hear it, which a lot of us can't even hear it because our ego is chattering so loud over on this side. And I'm using my hands right now as like the devil on this side and the angel on this side talking over one shoulder. Uh, You can't see that, but I am. And then this intuition, this intuitive voice is that calm, quiet voice that knows exactly what you need, what you want, what is right for you. We just have to listen to it. And so once I started getting into this meditation practice, I started realizing that that was what was happening. Like when I got out of my meditative state, my ego was gone and I could start getting these really awesome ideas or just start feeling really good about things that were going on in my life or, you know, thinking, oh, maybe I should start going in a different direction. And I realized it was my intuition. I was able to connect with my intuition because I had calmed and quieted that ego voice, that incessant chatter, which is really one of the the points of meditation. It's quieting the mind. And oftentimes it's just that ego you need to quiet down so that you can be guided by your intuition. So that's what starts happening after I had healed. And this is still how I use my meditation practice. It also is a way for me to communicate with the universe, which for me is my higher power. For you, it could be God, it could be a spirit, it could be anything, it doesn't matter. But I think a lot of us know that there is a higher power. For me, I find that talking about it in the form of the universe helps me the most, and that's where I like to put my attention, but it can be anything for anybody, doesn't matter. But it's a really great place to, again, calm the mind, allow the chatter to go away so that you can connect with this higher power that, again, will lead you where you should be going and will let you have the life that you want to have. So it will guide you in this way 
to get what you want, basically. One of those forms, kind of a, a law of attraction type thing, which again, I don't talk about much here. I have talked about a few times, but it's something I believe in firmly and will be coming up more in the future. So be on the lookout for that. So that's really how it has evolved for me. I still do guided meditations most of the time, not all of the time. Sometimes I just want to sit in quiet, but most of the time I still like being guided because I'm just not good at it. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. And that's what I enjoy. And it works really well for me. Usually it's about 15 minutes. Usually I'm lying down still on my bed. I just prefer that. I can get into a better place. I can get more comfortable and quiet my mind easier when I'm lying down than when I'm trying to sit and can't get comfortable or like something starts falling asleep or you know something. Things happen when you're sitting and then you start losing your train. You, you know, your train of thought, I guess, goes more towards that foot that's falling asleep than what you're actually trying to focus on. So that's my story. I hope that when we talk more about this as we go through this episode, you can start kind of picturing yourself with this same type of story. It doesn't have to, of course, look anything like mine, but just kind of being able to see how it evolves for you over time as things progress or change in your life, but also how it becomes a staple. It may change what you need it for, what you're trying to do with it may change, but it still is something that's a non-negotiable. It's still something that's a tool in your toolbox And it still leads to you being the best you you can possibly be. It's part of that equation. I hate to say it, but it kind of has to be in this world that we are in. Of course, I don't want to force you into anything. That's not why I'm here. But we're just living in this world that is super stressful. There's stuff going on all around us. We are in constant communication and connection with everyone around us through our phones and our text messages and our social media channels and everyone at work and everyone in our family. We're just constantly around stuff. And a lot of times it's stuff that brings emotion with it or brings stress with it. We have to have a moment of disconnection from that in order to connect with ourselves because we cannot be extremely super awesomely connected with ourselves, with us as a person and our own innate wisdom, which we've talked about a few times now, especially when it comes to intuitive eating and listening to your body about what you need, what you want, your health status, what's best for you. You really can't connect with that when you have so much other stuff going on outside, like all this external stuff. So this is our time to get rid of that. Even just for five or 10 minutes a day will make all the difference in the world. But it's not just that. Let me take just a quick break to talk about our sponsor for this episode of Keto for Women, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The founders started their company with a simple and seemingly obvious idea. Women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. They ask themselves, if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? I think we'd all agree with them on that one. I know I do for sure. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, 
exactly when you need it. Similarly to what we learned in last week's episode about the regulations for skincare and beauty products, the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in feminine care products either. So many of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. Remember, ladies, these products are hanging out in a very special and delicate area. We cannot take any chances with this. Let's clean it up. Lola products are 100% organic with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes, which is why I love them. The most ingenious part about this whole thing, Lola makes your month a little bit easier. It is a monthly subscription service that is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of delivery, and you can change, skip, or cancel anytime you'd like. I have had the pleasure of using Lola for a few months now, and I am in love. There's nothing better than every month having the exact products I need at the exact time for my upcoming period and delivered right to my doorstep. So you never have this chance of running out, being caught without your supplies, and having to make an emergency run, which we've all done at some point in our lives, and that's no fun. I mean, of course, we get a period every month. Why would we not get the supplies we need delivered to our door every month too? Right now, Lola is offering Keto for Women listeners 40% off your first month's subscription. You go to mylola.com and enter keto, the number four women, when you subscribe and you will get that 40% off. Again, that is mylola.com. Enter the coupon code KETO, the number four women, when you subscribe and you'll get 40% off that first month. And a big thanks to Lola for helping bring this podcast to air by sponsoring this episode. We're going to move on now to why you absolutely need it. If you need more concrete evidence, proof, there's actually been a ton of research done on meditation lately within the past few years, which is so great to see. And now when I have this list that I'm going to go over of all the things that happens when you meditate, specifically for your health and well-being, this is all studied and shown to be true. So it is researched, it is well known now, it's not just people saying this because they have their own anecdotal evidence like me and my story, this is really research stuff. So we can be really confident that this is what happens to people that meditate. First of all, it reduces stress. If this is the only reason to do meditation, that is plenty, do it. You all, every single one of you, you need to work on your stress level. I have yet to see one lady that I have worked with who doesn't need to work on their stress level. We all do. And it is affecting us in a massive way. It's affecting us more than just, yeah, our cortisol is low, so we have a little bit less energy, blah, 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 no big deal. No, there is so much negative consequence to having disordered, dysfunctional adrenal glands and cortisol levels, well beyond things that we probably even know. But This is a huge reason for you not feeling like yourself. 
not looking like yourself, if you have gained weight or can't lose weight or whatever, you've got to look at your stress. You have to. And I've said that a bajillion times already, but we're going to talk about it again. If you have chronic inflammation, if you have joint pain, if you feel like you can't get out of bed in the morning or you don't sleep well at night and or I guess anything that has to do with sleep to some degree has to do with your cortisol level to some degree for sure. It's just, it's a non-negotiable where things aren't getting any quieter in this world or any less stressful, right? Or any more peaceful. It's just not going to happen in any foreseeable future that I can predict. So we have to do the work to make that time of peace for ourselves. You have to carve it out. Again, I would say at this point, it's so important that I would set your alarm 10 minutes earlier in the morning and do it then. If that's the only time you can possibly carve out five to 10 minutes, do it first thing in the morning or stay up a little bit later and do it at night. In Yes, if we're carving out some time of your sleep, but you're going to sleep so much better, you're going to have much more effective sleep. Plus, it has been shown that meditation basically have a very similar effect on your body to sleeping. Like, 10 minutes of meditation. And this is, I don't know the actual numbers of this. This isn't something I looked up, but now we're getting into talking about this. And I want you to know it's like 10 minutes of meditation is like two hours of sleep equivalents or something like that. Like it's very much a very good place for you to be. If you are not sleeping, then do meditation. And so really important for your stress levels. So studies have shown that a regular practice of mindfulness meditation reduces cortisol levels in the blood. It also reduces stress-related inflammation. So anyone that's feeling puffy, inflamed, and you don't know why, you don't know where it's coming from, hey, it could be a stress thing. And guess what? Just doing 10 minutes of meditation regularly could make that go away. How cool is that? It improves the symptoms of stress-related illnesses like IBS, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and fibromyalgia. I know a lot of you can relate to the feeling of anxiety. That's in a lot of us. If you have any sort of anxious moments, any sort of anxiety issues, again, meditate please find the time to meditate. You will be shocked at how different you feel very quickly. And the cool thing with what this study showed is that the more stressed you are, the better it works. So it's like, especially in times of acute stress, when you have stuff going on, meditating, you know, bumping that up, maybe you're doing five or 10 minutes a day, you bump it up to 20, or you do two times per day, something like that. In acute stress, it's just going to bring it down that much quicker. So the more stressed you are, the better it works. So cool. It also, beyond stress, improves your self-image. I think we all could use that and improves your self-awareness. As I was saying, when we are talking about eating intuitively and getting off of this diet roller coaster, you have to have self-awareness first or else you're going to have no idea what it means to tap into your body and understand what you want, what you need, what health improvements you need to make and what is best for that. You have to find your self-awareness first and getting quiet with yourself in the form of meditation will get you there the quickest. 
It also brings a more positive outlook on life, again, needed, and improves our memory, clarity, and attention span. A lot of you have come to keto looking for help with your brain fog and your memory. And I'm sure I know that keto has helped for a lot of you, but if it either hasn't helped or you think you still have a ways to go and maybe you're thinking you need to keto harder, instead, try some meditation and see if that is what you still needed to do in order to get the clarity that you were looking for with keto. It makes you a kinder and more compassionate person, both to yourself and to others. Again, we need that kindness and compassion to ourselves more than anything I've ever seen. We need that so badly, but we also need it to others, right? I think we can all agree in this current world, we need a little bit more kindness and a little bit more compassion that will take us all a lot further in this life and a lot happier. And hey, guess what? If we all just meditated, I think we'd all be pretty cool with how things are playing out in this world right now. It would end a lot of stress and suffering. Studies also show that meditation may help fight addictions by increasing self-control and awareness of triggers. If you are someone that deals with potentially dysregulated relationship with food, this could be something to try. If you are finding that you have a food addiction or binge eater, stress eater, emotional eater, try some meditation. Add that to your life. See what changes. It improves your sleep, as I talked about. It improves your mood. Talked about that too. Makes you a little happier. It helps control pain. This is a major. It helps control pain. If you are dealing with pain, I know a lot of you are. That's also why you came to keto. You need to also meditate. You have to meditate. It can decrease your blood pressure and it helps boost your immune function. Think we got some good reasons to start meditating regularly from that list. Now let's move on to what it looks like or how to do it. The first thing, I guess let me give you a definition. If you don't really truly know what is even happening in a meditation besides you're sitting there quietly. It's a technique that trains your attention and awareness to achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. So it's about quieting the mind and redirecting those thousands of thoughts that come into your mind every second of every day. We're redirecting those thoughts so that we can have this calm awareness in our bodies for that time that we are meditating. My first piece of advice when it comes to meditation and finding out what works for you, very first thing is that you're not going to do it well. (laughs) You're not going to be good at meditating probably ever. I still am terrible at meditation. The goal of meditation is not to master it, is not to be perfectly quiet and calm with zero thoughts for 10 minutes every single day. It will never happen. Even the most masterful masters of meditation, that doesn't happen for them all the time. So it's part of the practice, and that's all it is, is a practice. You're constantly practicing to quiet your mind and draw your attention away from those thoughts that are creeping in. It's just a practice, and you're constantly trying 
to do that. So your awareness of the thoughts that you're having is the practice. So instead of us going throughout our lives, having these thousands of thoughts per second a day and trying to do everything at once, unaware most of the time of half of the things we're thinking and saying to ourselves, now we just become aware. And when we're aware, it means that we can kind of decide to entertain it or not. And in meditation, we're not going to entertain it. We're going to let it go. So you're still going to have thoughts during your meditation practice. All you do say, oh, that's a thought. I'm going to instead go back to what I was doing in this meditation practice, which is most likely going to be focusing on your breath, taking big breaths, counting your breaths, something like that. And we'll talk about the different things you can do in meditation. But you're noticing those thoughts and then coming back to your awareness. So I think that's really, that helped me a ton when I realized, because again, like I wanted to do it perfectly. I wanted to master this thing so I could be this like great meditator and get all these benefits from meditation until I realized that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I am lost in thought for nine minutes out of the 10 and one minute I'm actually like calm and meditating. That one minute is really beneficial and it's part of the process and the practice. So some days it's going to be one minute. Some days it's going to be 30 seconds. Some days it might be eight or nine of the 10 minutes. It's just all a flowing, easy thing that you are adding into your life that does not require judgment. So do not let this be just another thing that you start judging yourself over and getting all stressed out over when it's not perfect. That's not the point. That's actually the opposite. That's my very first thing. My second thing is to let you know that it doesn't have to look a certain way either. Like I said, I prefer lying on my bed. That's where I'm most comfortable. That's where I can have the best practice. Other people like sitting cross-legged on a cushion or sitting up in a chair. You can do whatever you want with your hands. You can even be doing something like walking or doing a meditative yoga practice, even something like washing the dishes where you're doing something very repetitive and you could just focus on that one act. It doesn't have to look any certain way in order for you to be helping your body. So please get that idea of some... Buddhists in a robe sitting cross-legged with their palms up. It doesn't have to look that way if that's not how you want it to look. You can even do it at your desk. If that's the only time that you can get 10 minutes alone is when you're at work looking like you're working, then cool, do that. I'm fine with that too. Just let it look how it's going to look in your life right now. Find a place that feels calm. It feels like a place you can be centered and it feels like a place that you can be aware. So most, most likely it's going to be a quiet time, something like that where you can really tap into your body. Now, the most important thing is that you are focused on one thing. You can be focused on your breath. You can focus on the rhythmic steps of your feet as you walk. If you're on a walk, you can focus on the beats of a song or the sounds of a song. If you're listening to music, You're finding something that helps you focus because then that's going to help you quiet your mind. Again, we're taking out that ego talk. That's going to help with that. But then it also helps you become aware. It helps with that awareness factor and it helps with that feeling of peace and calm. 
that we're trying to get to. So then once you find that one thing to focus on, and I would recommend to start that it's your breath, that's the most common way to meditate, it's by far the easiest way to meditate and really start connecting and tapping into your body too, is to start really looking at and thinking about your breath and focusing on what it's doing, focusing on the inhale and then focusing on the exhale, each one being its own individual thing. Also, focus on where you feel your breath. Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your throat? Do you feel it on your lips or your nose? Where do you feel that? Do you feel it in your belly? Does your belly expanding and contracting? Focus on all of that as it relates to your breath. That's all it is. That's meditation. You're focusing on that thing, which for most is your breath. And then as your mind wanders away from that thing, the breath, like all of a sudden you're thinking about how you need to go walk the dog and she's going to be upset if you don't go walk her really soon, then you notice that, oh shoot, that was not my breath. So now you're gently going to bring it back to your breath. Like, oh, I was thinking about the dog. Cool. Now I'm going to think about my breath again. Just a gentle change of pace. That's it. That's all meditation is. You can be doing that anywhere, right? Now, of course, there are different forms of meditation. We're going to go through some of these and I'll kind of tell you which ones they're good for and kind of how to progress into this, I guess. The first one is guided meditation. And that's the one that I recommend. I still do. I still have people in my ear kind of reminding me what I'm focusing on or telling me where to focus, how I should be breathing, something like that. It's just for me and my busy head. And I think for you and a lot of your busy heads, it's the easiest and definitely by far the easiest place to start. So if you've never meditated before, definitely start with the guided meditations. I'll give you some apps in a little bit of where you can go. A lot of them are free nowadays. It just helps you get started so you know what you're supposed to do and you have someone kind of leading you on that path. I still, years down the road, love to do that because I just have a busy mind. <laughs> it helps me focus and that's totally fine. You can also do what's called loving kindness meditation. And this is where you focus on the feeling of love and kindness towards yourself to other people in your life, specific people, and to the world as a whole. Now, this would be good for someone potentially after they've gone through their guided meditations, they've learned how to meditate, they've learned what works for them. This would be something good for those that are having trouble loving themselves. So self-love isn't something that's coming very easily or naturally to that person. Or if they're feeling anger or resentment at the world or somebody in their lives, they're just angry or if you're having trouble forgiving someone. This would be the place to go once you kind of learned and mastered a little bit of the meditative practice. Next, this is another one that I love for people to start with. This was something I also added into my beginner practice when I started meditating, which is body scan meditations. So you start at one end of your body, usually it's your toes, and you slowly work your way up focusing on each specific body part, like every single body part, and you work on releasing that body part. 
you're just binding tension and releasing that tension, but it really helps because it's almost like it gives you something to do. So if you really do have a busy brain, like I do, then it's almost like you kind of feel like you're doing something within that 10, 15 minute time frame, And you really, truly find tension that you didn't know you were holding on to. So you think you're laying down or sitting up and you're relaxed. But then as you do this body scan, you find those spots that were still holding on to something. So this obviously is really great for people who know they have tension in their bodies. They hold their stress in their shoulders or in their hips, something that's those are both very common places to hold stress, but also those that have pain, especially if you have pain and you aren't sure why you still haven't found the reason for that. Do a body scan meditation and that will really help you see if there's something in that area or I mean, so many times when we have pain, it's not even from anywhere near that specific place where we're feeling pain but you might just be able to reduce pain because of that body scan meditation and finding tension in places you didn't know you were holding it. Now there's mindfulness meditation, which is focusing on the breath, as I mentioned, or something else, but it keeps you in the present moment, which is really the goal of meditation. But then that's also the goal of what we want to carry out into life. There's absolutely no point in focusing or dwelling on the past or focusing or being nervous about the future or what's going to happen, right? We really want to stay in the present moment as much as possible, which of course is extremely hard to do and probably almost impossible for a lot of us. But mindfulness meditation will help. It'd be kind of like the bridge that takes you from your meditative state where you are in the present moment, focusing on the breath, and brings that into real life. Like it is so cool to feel that where you really can see how you are dwelling in the past or worrying about the future and bring yourself back to the present moment, even just in regular life, not just in meditation. So this would be great for the dwellers, those that dwell on the past and kind of still feel past things, those that are worry warts, which I am one of those too, busy people, of course, people that have trouble concentrating or lack of cognition, anything where you kind of just feel spacey or like you're in a million places at once, a mindfulness practice would be great for you. Transcendental meditation, this is where you would sit into your meditative state. You breathe slowly. And while you're breathing, you're focusing on a specific mantra and repeating that mantra. So you have some sort of word or phrase that is specific to what you're trying to achieve with your meditative state and repeating that in order to kind of almost hypnotize yourself in a way. It's not, but kind of like that. And this, I think, would maybe be more of an advanced level of meditation once you've kind of gotten through some of these other ones that you have tried or working towards based on what's going on with your life. Then Transcendental could be yet another one to try as you kind of progress in your meditative practice. And lastly, our visualizations. And this is what I now love to do. We talked about how now I really use meditation to connect with my intuition and to the universe. And while I'm doing that, I also visualize what I want in my life. Again, we're talking law of attraction. 
And two big things with the law of attraction is first, quieting the mind. And second, visualizing what you want to happen in order to get it. So whatever scenario I am wanting at the moment, I visualize it and I feel it. I feel what it would be like to be already in that place. This is done in my meditative state. So while I'm there, my intuition is up, my ego is down, and I can really see exactly what I want, how it feels, all the details, as many details as possible. And it makes me feel joyful or secure or happy, whatever it is that that scenario is going to bring to me, I feel that. And then I get out of my meditative state and I still feel that. And it is amazing. So again, stuff we'll talk about in the future here when we get more into the mindfulness piece of getting healthy and staying healthy. But the visualization is so cool. And it's really also a great way to kind of, again, give you something to do while you're meditating is you're focusing on a specific scenario. That's just another thing that you can focus on. All right, so let's wrap this up. Now, hopefully, I really hope you're going to give this a shot. I hope that you are going to give this a really long shot. (laughs) Like we're talking, you've got to try it for a couple months before you tell me you do not like it. It's not working. It's not for you. Give me like three months of consistent meditative practice and then you can tell me that, okay? That's my challenge to you all out there. Let's do three months together. Let's do it. First thing, find an app. I recommend you don't have to, of course, if after kind of hearing this, you feel like you could probably do this on your own, just sitting quietly, connecting with your breath, feeling your breath or doing the body scan meditation. If you could think you can do that on your own, then cool. Absolutely. Go do it if you want silence. But there are great apps out there on your phone that you can use to get started with your meditative practice that are guided meditations. Some of them are just really nice music that helps you. Again, you can focus on the beats of the music or just kind of also can be used as a signal. And in case you get really wrapped up in your thoughts, can be a signal to come back. It doesn't matter, but they're great. So like I said, started out with Headspace. Headspace offers 10 days for free. If you think you need just kind of a way you want to learn, I guess, how to meditate, and then from there, you'll be able to do it on your own, the Headspace one would be great. Insight Timer is the one I currently use the most. I love Insight Timer. They have tons that are free, all different kinds, all different lengths, all different instructors, so you don't have to ever listen to the same voice twice if you don't want to, if that's kind of your thing. Some, like I said, are just music. They're just great. I love it. And I, like I said, most of them are free. And then if you want to do like a class or learn a little bit more or try something different, then they have paid offers within the app. But so many awesome free guided meditations. Highly recommend Insight Timer. And then you can even just go on Spotify. Spotify has just a bunch of meditations now too, that if you have a membership or even the free option, you can probably get in on that. There also Calm is an app that I think people really like. I have never used it, but I've heard good things. So you could try that one too. Okay, so that's step one to getting started. Step two, you're scheduling it. 
I know it seems weird to schedule meditation times, to schedule kind of quiet time, but you're going to do it. Put it in your calendar right now. Find a time that works best for you where you can grab 10 minutes. Let's shoot for that as our goal, 10 minutes per day. It could be, like I said, at the office. It could be right when you wake up. It could be just before you go to bed. Maybe there's a time after you get home from work or when the kids are at school or something like that where you do have some quiet alone time. Schedule your meditation in at least for the first few weeks until it becomes habit. So I'd say let's go three weeks of scheduling it in to your calendar then from there, hopefully it's a habit and you just can't wait to do it, which is kind of the place we really want to be in and does happen. Trust me, you get excited for your times when you don't have to think. It's really nice. And then we're going to go for at least a few times per week. Now, I'm not going to say do it every single day just yet. It's going to take some time to build up to that. But let's say for these first three to four weeks, we're shooting for three to four times per week. So that could be if really the weekends are the only time you can possibly think of getting some free time, maybe it's twice on Saturday and twice on Sunday. That could be an option too. But we're scheduling that in three to four times a week for the first month or so. And then we're going to shoot to increase it to once per day. So you're going to get in the habit. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to look forward to it. And now you want to find that 10 minutes per day and you're going to do that next. Quick tips. Don't be results focused. So don't, like I said, you're not going to do it perfectly for probably ever. (laughs) No big deal, right? Do not be focused on how you're doing it. Do not get mad at yourself if you're bad at it. But then also don't beat yourself up or don't think about what you should be seeing that you're not seeing. Like if you're using this as just another thing that you need to do in order to stop feeling that knee pain as soon as possible or in order to lose that 10 pounds as soon as possible or to heal your hormones and get rid of your PMS ASAP, just get rid of that. We want to focus on the process of this. And we want to focus on the practice of this. It's not about your results. This is not something you're doing to try to see something happen as quickly as possible. And then you get frustrated when it doesn't happen. We're not adding that mentality to this. We've done that with a lot of things, trying to undo all that. This is the way to get there. Okay. So do not be results focused and don't get mad at yourself if you're bad at it. All right. Are we ready to go out there and do this? We're committing to this. Trust me, I can tell you that I would not dedicate an entire episode of the Keto for Women show to this 10 minutes of your day if it wasn't that important. It really, truly is life changing. I can't wait for you all to get started. I can't wait for your you all to have this shift and to take this time for yourself and to quiet your minds and to just be happier and healthier and more at peace. It will happen. All right. Okay. Let's go out there and do this. Get that on your calendar. Find the app. Go for it. That's it for today. I will talk to you all next week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.